0: It was Gavaska, the real master, just like a wall. We couldn't know Gavaska at all, not at all. You know the West Indies couldn't know Gavaska at all.
1: (laughs) Oh, Gravisha, see, never. I kind of miss Ravi Shasri, the coach, because I thought India was really, like, I liked in, the Indian team, but Ravi Shasri, the commentary was a thing we were missing out on for too long. I'm so glad he's back on
0: Yeah, Ravi Shasri being back has just made everything better. Plus, you know, somewhere in the commentary box, there, there's a bottle of Gatorade.
1: <laughs> it's also very amusing, because uh, if, you, if you want to really analyze Ravi Shasri's commentary, quite often... He's making comments about the India team, like strategy or selection or whatever, that go completely against what he was doing as coach.
0: I have two other things to show you before we go on. Number one is this magnificent tweet. (laughs) Nice. England and Pakistan leave India at the same time. How often have we seen this? That's number one. And my favorite thing, and this is probably the most Bihari thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: Oh no! I don't want to
0: see it. He's <laughs> having a
1: <laughs> oh he's having... He shun, he shun, he shun, having a drink while running drinks nice. <laughs> it's, it's hot out there, man.
0: It's hot. A is just looking at him like, "Abhi tu kya kar raha <laughs> hai?" <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to the No Balls Cricket Podcast. This is Episode Forty Two. My name is Sudan Pradhan. I am the club cricketer. Uh, the idiot alongside me is Mr. Aditya Devrat, also known as the respected, disrespected, whatever journalist. Uh,
1: happy Diwali to everyone since we're recording literally on Oh, Diwali. yeah, we are literally
0: recording on Diwali. Uh, happy Diwali in case you've seen our uh, Diwali um, uh, post from earlier. Um, yeah, just remember that. Uh, don't burst any firecrackers because it'll give Pakistan another excuse for why they didn't qualify for the semifinals.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, only thing we need to see bursting are England and Pakistan's World Cup hopes, which we've seen now.
0: Which we've seen now, which is perfect. Um, so, with that in mind, let's quickly do swing you, into the Do process. you
1: actually have fireworks? Do you, I, do you have fireworks in, the, in your home as background noise right now? Do I hear fireworks outside?
0: Yeah, you literally hear fireworks outside. It's it's going off. <laughs>
1: Oh man, go go yell the at
0: them first. Before we before we start record, recording, go yell at them. The timing could not have been better. Uh <laughs> <laughs> with that in mind, let's quickly swing into the roundup and catch up with all of what's gone on in the last week.
1: Uh yeah, World Cup first. Um and just pulling up the results. Obviously, the last time we recorded was the day of that crazy Afghanistan Australia game and in the, in the Maxwell innings. I mean, um,
0: that was proper fireworks, bro, not this crap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Since then, England beat the Netherlands. They finally showed up at this tournament. Um, New Zealand beat Sri Lanka, which uh, pretty much earned their uh, semi-final spot. It would have taken a miracle for Pakistan to get through at that point. And as it so happened, the miracle, the first miracle they needed was winning the toss and they didn't do that, so they were literally ruled out against. No, the country, they they, um, they they
0: once they lost their toss, they were hoping that England would be nice enough to allow them to back first, but of course, yes, when have, when, but but of course, when has a former colonial power been nice to anybody?
1: Exactly, I, I feel like, uh, I think that's against the spirit of cricket for, for a com- country that's so obsessed with that concept. They should have just bat, uh, bowled first out of decency and out of you know, spirit of the game. This is true. They should have just bowled
0: first out, out of the spirit of the game. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, New Zealand. Beat yeah. Africa, the
1: next result was South Africa beating Afghanistan. Uh, Afghanistan were a few runs short, but made it as competitive as they could defending that target. Um, and honestly, all around, we're going to look back and say they should, probably should have beaten Bangladesh early in the tournament. They should have closed out that uh, uh, that game against Australia. But you know, they they were a, a great. They they. Were, I mean. They finished with eight points. They've had four wins. And, that's, and no, one's like, no one was expect, expecting that. It's been a great tournament for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've had quite a fantastic tournament. And, I mean, it would have been really interesting had they actually beaten Australia. But, you know, such is life.
1: Um, Speaking of Australia, they won their last group stage against Bangladesh. Bangladesh got, uh, as we know, Shaked missed that game. And somehow Bangladesh finally got a good batting performance. Um, without him.
0: On possibly and the then, flattest pitch in the entire country. Yeah, I mean they got 306 on a 350 pitch. So it wasn't great, but still. Yeah, and then Bangladesh um, beat Bangladesh, they got Mitchell Marsh. Yeah. Oof. Uh, and then the last two
1: games of the group stage, we alluded to this earlier, England versus Pakistan. England basically England basically used like the first four or five games of the World Cup as a warm-up because they hadn't played played ODIs like pretty much all year. And then the last towards the end of the World Cup, once they were finally knocked out of it, they said, "Oh, let's start playing some real cricket." Um, and so they beat Pakistan fairly handily, actually. By and they had the, all the net run rate calculations and everything went out the window because England just finally played good innings. Um, Listen, Eng- England then...
0: can't England can't win anything at any form of cricket. Uh, there is a backyard Hatches series and a backyard World Cup going on. Neither of which I think they've won. Um, <laughs> But if you guys are interested in that, the WCG is a great channel on YouTube. Um, the Aussie boys, they're doing an absolutely amazing job. They've been making content for years. They had a Trans-Tasman series in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. And this year, they've gone one better. They managed to pull an English team in. Um, they were supposed to have it, of course, three years ago, but that was covid Um and then they finally got them out this time. So, they had national Series. And then they had the Backyard World Cup with New Zealand being the third team in that. Um, all of that's been live-streamed in the last week. So, if you guys are interested in that, go check it out. It's a fabulous channel. Hopefully, we'll get one of them on, um, on the pod with us.
1: That would be fun. That would I, I, getting them on the pod. Even having like a, a backyard Gavaskar series with with an
0: Indian side, that would be yeah would be fun. yeah. This is true, Brandon and Matt. If you guys are listening, we'll get a team together. We will fly our asses down to Sydney. We can have a backyard Gavaskar <laughs> series.
1: <laughs> that would be fun. Um Meanwhile, speaking of England, they they released their uh, white ball squads for a tour of West Indies. So of course, we can never stop. they they're touring West Indies. Um, in a month, you know, and when I say a month, it's really a couple, a couple of weeks actually. Um, and they've dropped most of the World Cup team. The only holdovers are, are, you know, Butler remains as captain. Gus Atkinson and Harry Brooke are still in the squad, as is Sam Curran. Everyone else is new for the ODI team. Um, Zach Crawley makes it in. Uh, Liam uh, Ollie Pope, who's uncapped in in, white, in the white ball game, he's he's there. Basically, I think they're gonna finally decide we're gonna basketball everything else now. now that will be basketball test cricket.
0: No, they've bollocked this World Cup so that they can live without. Um, yeah. And, of, of course, the last game was the one that just concluded a little bit earlier, where India treated it like a one-day international for the first half of the game and a glorified net session for the second half. Yeah.
1: So, the the, the salient updates are that Kohli did not get his 50th 100, but he did get well, a 100.
0: got wicket. Yeah. <laughs> Rohit Sharma also did not get a 100, but he got a wicket.
1: Yeah, all of that Mitch, which
0: leaves Kohli uh,
1: on top of the runs sh- run charts for the tournaments right now, um, he, by three runs, against uh, ahead of Quentin de Kock.
0: Yeah, uh, just a I, quick... I, I, I don't he's not... think he's too high on the wicket chart, even with that
1: one one wicket. But...
0: It was Apparently, it's his first ODI wicket in seven years... Uh, sorry, nine years? Something crazy like that? I mean, when I... Until this, until that,
1: those three balls that he had to bowl in place of that over, that hardly got injured. I don't even know when the last time he bowled in ODI. Yeah, I no, I can't remember that either. But that was an incredible. We are, to... The only thing I remember, I remember Kohli bowling is that T Twenty semi-final in India in twenty sixteen, where like where we were completely at sea and we lost the game anyway. But like, it's like okay, what do we do? Achha, this is Kohli's tournament. Let's just give him the ball. And he gets a wicket. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was incredible stuff. Um. So, th- there was a really interesting stat that came up actually during his um, little bowling spell. And he bowled three overs, to be fair. Um, so, I can't call it a spell. Um, he, yeah. He's got something like seven wickets in ODI cricket. Here's the crazy bit. All of them have either been captains or wicket keepers. <laughs> so, he clearly, he, he, he's clearly golden bollocks because all he does is get big wickets. He clearly I guess he just bowled a lot to,
1: to Amazoni in the Nets during his early days. That's that's it. That's his maybe.
0: Maybe. Um, but, yeah. I, I India pretty much bowled everybody. Um and they still won the game by like 170 rounds, or so 160 rounds or something crazy like that.
1: Yeah, which is what you'd expect against for India against the Netherlands. Netherlands another team that had a, a good tournament. Um but and like, and I think did a little better than expectations. So again, you know, hats off to them. But obviously, a you know, game like this pretty much played to expectations.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, and uh, there was one more. Um... Okay, never mind. I'll get back to it. Um,
1: the upshot yeah. of all this, by the way, is, is as we found out during the middle of the tournament that the top eight of India would qualify for the Champions Trophy in twenty twenty five. Um, England just about made it thanks to their wins against the Netherlands and Pakistan, they've finished in 6th place Bangladesh knocked out Sri Lanka in that, and effectively they did so through their head-to-head win um, because the two teams finished level on points Actually, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Netherlands all finished on 4 points Bangladesh by virtue of net run rate got the last Champions Trophy spot Yeah uh,
0: and right, so that the last thing on the roundup, of course, is um, the chaos that is ensuing since we've shat on the other two uh, Asian countries. Uh, there is <laughs> no time to shit on the third one, um, Sri Lanka in the midst. So this is the, this is just Sri Lankan cricket is just magnificent for, for for even thinking about this. You had the timed out controversy last week. This week you've got something even better. So after that loss to India, remember they sacked their whole board. Yeah. Yep.
1: For oh, demanding right. so,
0: answer. For, for that demanding answer. Yeah. So here's what happened. They sacked their board, right? They appointed a new board. Well, the government appointed a new board, right? Here's the brilliant bit, though. Because two members of the new board were uh, sons of Sri Lankan politicians, that board was then subsequently removed, and the old board was subsequently reinstated, and that's where we're at now.
1: And meanwhile, Sri Lanka cricket has been suspended for political involvement. So, you, you can't make this up. You just can't make this up. Like, what the hell is going and on? And the current, and the board president has has very boldly stated that actually they wanted to suspend us in July and we told them not. And we got them to hold off.
0: <laughs> you can't make this up. <laughs> what the hell's going oh. on in Sri Lanka?
1: And meanwhile, there's supposed to be yeah. an under-19 World Cup being hosted in Sri Lanka in January. Um whether that's that will still be the case or not, we don't know. That's and, and that's you know we're only two months mu- two months away from that. We kind of need to know the answers there right now. But uh, yeah, that's where that's where the chaos of Sri Lanka cricket is.
0: So not kudrat ke nizam, kudrat ke Bikari.
1: <laughs> and on one before we get into the semi-final roundup, the on one last note, uh, Meg Lanning retired this week, uh, an her retirement. Um, obviously one of the one of the greatest women's cricketers of all time. Um, just uh, leading a dominant Australia side. Uh, five, just,
0: five world titles as captain, plus yeah. all sorts of other records. Amazing! What an amazing player! Um, and she's battling with a few injuries. So I'm not really surprised at the at the retirement coming. Um, she's missed quite a lot of games. I mean, yeah,
1: it did. It came as a shock for a lot of people, but I think once you look back on her recent injury history, yeah, it makes sense. Um, and it's been actually a fairly big year in terms of retirements in women's cricket. Catherine Sever Brunt retired, uh, so did Shabnim Ismail and Dane Van and Kanya Shabsoul, a lot of big names uh, departing the women's game or the international game at least this year.
0: Yeah. Um, and in other news, Jason Mohammed, uh, former West Indian uh, batsman, decided to retire from <laughs> international cricket. Clearly, the most important <laughs> retirement that happened. Yeah, clear, clearly, the most important retirement that's ever happened. <laughs> um, anyway, on that very happy note, let's check out our semi final preview. Oh,
1: and yeah, here we go India, New Zealand again, uh, and
0: South Africa, Australia again. So, here's the thing man, that South Africa, Australia game. I have a feeling whoever bats first in that game is winning.
1: Yeah, I do too. Because I think Australia can put up a big total. We already know how uh, how bad South Africa can get chasing. Um, and that Eden Garden pitch isn't exactly... It's not the one kid. Yeah, it's not, not, it's not the one uh, So Yeah. Uh, and I think South Africa are probably capable of putting up a, an even bigger total actually than Australia. So, they, in that case,
0: I think, yeah, that's going to win. Yeah, it should be a really interesting game. Um, obviously, it's, uh, South Africa have an injury concern with Temba Bawuma. Um But the interesting bit is, I actually think if he doesn't play, they might actually strengthen the team.
1: Yeah, because I think Visa Hendricks is... Uh, you know, Babuma came into this tournament on the back of a great year in ODI cricket, but he's just oh. been in really bad form at the tournament. And I think, yeah, Hendricks could be uh, a good substitute. I mean, he came in already for two games, scored an 80-odd in one of them. Against, uh, I think that was against England. Uh, yeah, so he's they're, they're more than equipped to handle that particular injury, I think.
0: The other news, of course, for Australia is that uh, Maxwell will be back and fit um, for the semi-finals. So, who do they leave out now is the interesting thing. Because um, it's going to be either Steve Smith or Manus Labishin. One of the two will miss out. Or Marcus Stoinis misses out.
1: I, I actually think it'll just I think the easy answer is Stoyness, honestly. I don't think Stoyness has done uh I I know he brings the all-round threat, but it's he's just not really lit the charts up. yeah, I think you keep Smith and um Lavish in that batting order.
0: So Australia's team, other than that, little conundrum pretty much picks itself. Um and South Africa will have to decide whether they play a second spin or not. Knowing that Calcutta pitch, they probably will. So Tabrez Shamsi will come in, and we all know how poor Australia have been against spin in this tournament, barring a couple of games.
1: Yeah, he could. The only thing is, do you really? I saw we all saw how Shamsi bowled against um, India, where Shias really took him on, uh, and, and you know he was one of the bowl, uh, bowlers that got targeted. Do you really want to serve that up against Maxwell?
0: <laughs> But on the flip side of things, it could get Maxwell out very quickly. That's true. You're,
1: yeah, that is a risk. That, that's the gamble you take there.
0: That's the gamble you take with that. The other thing with that pitch is it'll, it'll turn. We know it's going to turn. It's just been that way for the, pretty much the entirety of whatever games have been played on it. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Australia cope with that. Especially without a 2nd spinner. Or a second frontline spinner?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's been the issue the whole tournament. They've relied on Maxwell. And to be fair, Maxwell, I think, has done really good, uh, a really good job as a bowler. But yeah, he's, he's not a, a frontline spinner as such. That being said, I think there are shades of, say, U11, And he's actually probably a better bowler than Uraj was. Um, and, and I think you can just sort of expect him to be someone like that. And and maybe bowl you a good eight nine overs um, again, on
0: that pitch. Yeah, so that's that's going to be a fascinating game. I, it's two teams with very similar approaches. They played each other a lot. They had a five five ODI series um, before the World Cup, and then of course South Africa absolutely torched Australia in the game that they played during the group stages. So um, yeah, so that's that's also, be...
1: also there is. I said also there's all the history between the two teams. There's the the, the ninety nine f- semifinal, the 07 semifinal.
0: Not so the 07 semifinal. So so basic so basically what you're saying is there's a bunch of South African jokes. That is the <laughs> history. Yeah. Um I hope no
1: one takes a catch and and drops it while celebrating. Um
0: I wonder if anybody could actually catch worse than Siraj right now.
1: Anyway, um, uh, I think Mujeeb would be on that list.
0: Mujeeb would be off probably, that. List.
1: Probably the most consequential drop. That and I think uh, uh, the Osama made drop of, of David Warner. Of oh, David Warner, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. those are probably the biggest drops of the uh, drop catches of the group stage. Afghanistan would be in the semifinals if they
0: if they had held on to that catch right um predictions is it who bats first wins or are you backing somebody i think it is i think
1: it is it is who bats first wins um i in which but in which case i think i'm going to give australia the edge because i think they would be the slightly better side chasing i would back them chasing over um uh, uh, like if i if you had to tell me which one that only the chasing side can win i would see it being australia
0: But that the funny thing is, I think this is gonna. As I said, I think it's gonna turn into a bad first kind of game, and I think South Africa are actually the better side batting first. But that basically means that if you take South Africa out of their comfort zone and make them chase, they'll fuck it up.
1: (laughs) So Um...
0: they've been. Other than that, Pakistan game while chasing, they they barely got over the line the other day uh, against Afghanistan. Was it against? yeah, well, it was against, it was
1: the- against Afghanistan, but they, but uh, to be fair, I mean, it looks because it, it got you know deep into the what was it forty fifth or forty seventh over, whatever, and they lost five wickets. But actually, I thought they managed that chase pretty well. Um, everyone played their part, and I think I, I actually don't think that was
0: a like a bad chase. The other big issue that, that South Africa have been having, of course, is their bowling at the back end of the inning. They're great up top. Um... In the power play, they, they pick up a lot of wickets. And they're okay through the middle overs. But towards the back end of the innings, and we saw this twice now. We saw it against the Netherlands, and we saw it against Afghanistan as well, where they just can't seem to finish teams off.
1: Which is weird, because they not, So, here's the biggest issue with them, is that uh, they normally have to bowl Yansen out before that. Because he's not... The moment Yansen has to start bowling in the death. he's, so far at least, hasn't developed the death bowling skills that, that you need. Um, and we saw it against uh, against India, actually, where, like, they had done a lot of a, like, they really choked the scoring in the middle overs. And then Jansen came back and immediately the Indian batting targeted him again. Um, which leaves you with only a few options. You basically have to rely on it being Rabada and ngidi at, at the back end. Um, and, yeah, like, it, this is where that that pre-tournament injury of Susanna Megala really hurts them because he was their specialist death bowler um rivara and Edie can be a little inconsistent then and you know these are also like australian players have faced those two several times just in internationals but also on the t20 circuit and i think that that also makes it easier for them to just line them up a bit um yeah that will be that would that like, watching that would be a it would be interesting
0: yeah um that should be a fascinating game um that's actually the second semi final that's on the thursday um We'll move on to oh, the one. Yeah, I'm predicting an Australian win because I just feel that it, unless South Africa bat first and bat deep on a wicket that's doing a bit. Um it's gonna be really difficult to have to chase that score down. I'd still back whoever bats first if that is the case. But I think Australia has a slight edge there.
1: I'm going, I'm doing this by memory, so I don't know the I don't know the actual set. But Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Australia have
0: actually lost the semi-final since 92? They have never lost the World Cup final Oh no, they have, 2019. It was the last World Cup, they all beat by England. England. Oh yeah, yeah, shit. fair point, yeah.
1: They did, they did. They lost to England. Yeah, because I think because yeah, yeah, I, I remember in in
0: 2011 they lost the quarterfinal, not the semifinal. But yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. So the, right, 2019, the 2019 World Cup semi-final is the only semifinal that they have lost. On the flip side of it, South Africa have never won a semifinal. Yeah, can they finally get over the hump? That will be the. If, question. Remember, they've only ever won one World Cup knockout game. One. And that was in 2015.
1: And that was a quarter-final against, I want to say, Sri Lanka. No, West Indies. No, it was against that West Indies. Yeah. That was the one where they actually bought the West Indies. Yeah, yeah that, was, um, that was that
0: crazy A-B inning, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Moving on to the second one. So, we're predicting an Australian win here?
1: Uh, you want, just to be contrarian, I'm going to pick a South Africa win. I
0: don't okay. want to say Australia in the front. You never want to see Australia in a final. Anyway, moving on. I didn't I didn't want to see Australia in the semi-final, to be fair. <laughs> um, ma- meanwhile, while uh, Kudrat kit Tukude are picking the pieces up. Um, yeah.
1: But also speaking of semi-final arms.
0: Semi-final arms. <laughs> Man, he will win an award later on tonight. Um, <laughs> For possibly, man, Alan Gardner on comms today had just... He decided to invent words. Anyway, um, India versus New Zealand at the Wankede Stadium. It could be an absolute... It'll be a run-fest.
1: You know what? I think if New Zealand bats first, I don't think it'll be a huge run-fest. Because I don't think they can put up the kind of total that... um, That, say, South Africa or Australia
0: put on that pitch. The point... the point, the, The point I'm trying... But the point here is... I don't think anyone's capable of putting up huge totals against that bowling attack.
1: And there's that. And there's that. Um, You know, even Siraj has really turned around his form uh, with with the ball. Obviously, you've got Shami and Boomer in top form and the spinners. I mean, we went through this last time. Like It's just
0: that bowling attack has been a monster. No, and even today, actually, um, the Dutch got off to a fly. They were 62 for 1 at the end of the power play. And they absolutely, Colin Ackerman laid into the seamers. And uh, and all, all three of them were getting were getting pounded. Kuldeep came on. I think he bowled his 10 overs for 23 or something ridiculous, <laughs>
1: I'm just going to pull up the just like that. Yeah, duh. okay. Two for 41. But... Okay, two for 41. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, out of that, so he probably got some tap towards the end because his first eight overs, I think, only went for 18 or 19.
1: There you go. Um, um yeah. Yeah, and it's just has no, I mean, been elite. He's I think he's the best bowler going right now in, in international cricket, especially in the white ball form. He's got a very, very solid shout for player of the tournament. Um Yeah, it's yeah, like you said, if New Zealand bad first, and I think if India win the toss, they would prefer chasing.
0: Um But I don't think that's gonna happen. I again think Wangir is gonna be a bad first kind of situation. The weather is about the same as it was last week. There's been no change in the in, in that. It's not gotten cooler. It's stayed as hot. Which definitely means that as nighttime hits, it will do something in those first 15 overs lights. Interesting. I don't know.
1: I think they just... I mean, India's comfort zone is chasing. We know that. Uh, I mean, we also know that no one knows the Wankere Pitch like them and especially like their captain. But... Uh, I, I think they'd still opt to chase if they could.
0: I mean, so these are two of the most settled lineups ups in, in the World Cup. Um, New Zealand only really ever have one quandary who you play at number seven. It's either Chapman or Jimmy Nishim. But I think they're stuck with Chapman now. They probably wanted to start him over Nishim anyway. And then he got injured and then Nishim got a 50 in that crazy game against Australia. Um so well, other than that, they're pretty sorted. With Kane Williamson back in, that means Ravindra opens. Um, and that's their best lineup. Like, there's no question about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ravindra's just like, carved out his spot there. It, it was very clear. But by the time Kane K- Williamson came back, it's like, yeah, you know, William might have done a lot in the lead-up to the tournament, but there's no way you pick him over Ravindra at this point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a, a, a really interesting game. I just feel, though... And, and I can say this for both semifinals. finals On paper, you could possibly pick one side over the other. You'd pick India over New Zealand, probably, on paper. Judging on the form of the tournament. By the way, before tonight's game, Mohamed Shami's average at this World Cup was 7. <laughs> His bowling average was 7. That's absurd. Anyway... Uh, Well, that all got ruined because you didn't pick up a wicket tonight. Can you imagine
1: all these great performances and then the one TV doesn't pick up a wicket against is the Netherlands. Yeah,
0: but... Well, yeah, true, actually. Yeah, so, I mean... um, Move, move, like... Basically, again, I digress with the Shami point, but... um, Basically, what I'm trying to say is on paper, India look a better side. But... Yeah. But it's a semi-final. I genuinely think the toss at the Wankhede could be important because of that 10-15 minute period. And remember, both sides have pace attacks that could cause serious problems in those conditions. I will
1: say, I think uh, Matt Henry's a big miss. Uh, that, and I know Tim Southies is slotted back in and obviously comes with loads of experience. And in fact, in that Pakistan game, he was the far better, better bowler compared to Bolt. And both sides are both not at the best of tournaments. Um and I think that could be the difference. Bolt being out of form, Henry being injured. Uh you know, it's it's Bombay, not Manchester, so you don't or yeah, man. Was that semi-final in Manchester? It was in Manchester. Yeah, okay. So we don't have to worry of about it. Like...
0: It was in Manchester, it was played over two days. <laughs>
1: So you don't have to worry about like obviously conditions will play a part, but it won't be like crazy swing and and steam that we had to deal with in twenty nineteen. And I just think also this batting lineup has figured out how to play bolt in the in the time stamps. Um I think that's that's gonna make a big difference compared to four years ago. I mean, listen, the twenty nineteen semifinal was one of those freak days where like everything went right for New Zealand, and even then India were in with a shout of winning. Um, I you know the, the, everything this time around favors favors India from it being a home pitch to their bowling and batting being in better form. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the question is, does, does I don't know what's the like? Oh, does Kohli's fiftieth hundred ODI hundred like weigh on him a bit, or does yeah? Are we finally going to uh, pay the price for not having a batting option at number eight, or like? But <laughs> these are very. Uh, these aren't like huge semi-final defining questions. I think these are like okay, we know the teams are very settled, and one of them is better than the other. So ideally, most likely, the better team wins.
0: Uh, so I mean, straight up, I'm predicting India to win that. Whether they bat first or whether they bat, bat second, I just think yeah.
1: They'll... So so am I. so am I. I, like yeah. I think it's like you know, like you said, it's a semi-final. Anything can happen. New Zealand are a good team on paper. They can, they they have a shot at winning, but. Balance of probabilities India should win that one.
0: The other thing, also, is that, and I alluded to this earlier, I think I said that um, if there was any team that India would actually enjoy playing against in a semi final, it's New Zealand because they, as good as their batting is, I don't think they have the same sort of power hitting that Australia and South Africa possess on a flat no. to really hurt India.
1: No, I mean, look, we like Daryl Mitchell can do do it. Uh, Glenn Phillips and, and, and Chapman when they're on song can do it but it's not the same kind of lineup that especially South Africa have. Yeah, yeah. Like, of the three teams, they're easily the one you wanted to face.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, we're predicting an India-Australia final. final. I'm, I'm predicting an India-South Africa final. I, I, I'm predicting an India-South Africa final. You think South Africa are going to get over that hump? The choke?
1: Yes. Yes, I think South Africa... I think this is the year they finally get over the hump.
0: Speaking of humps... The
1: the semi-final hump. I don't think they're winning the
0: tournament. Speaking of humps, it is now time to move into my favourite segment of the evening. What is it? What is it? What is it? It is... The Nobles Cricket Awards! Take it away.
1: We to give one to us. To the ESPN Critics so for commentary team and especially Alan Gardner. SP, do you want to just pull up the screen?
0: <laughs> just what the hell is that? What kind of commentary so, is that?
1: Stolen hooned into the fence. I'm assuming he went to say hook. Oh. Um, no, but yeah, I, I don't know. Hey. Going by some of the other ones we're going to show, I don't know if these are typos or just he's just gone. I don't know. He was on drugs and
0: commentating. He was on drugs during commentary. That the proof is the next one. Check this out.
1: Oh, <laughs> again, I assumed. I assumed it. Me- he meant to say thumped, But then I checked back a few hours later, and he he hadn't fixed it. So.
0: <laughs> I don't think he fixed it for the entire day.
1: No, you can you you can go back and change. It. Okay, you know what. Uh, I, this is going to take a, maybe a couple of minutes, but let me see if they did change it. it. Probably shouldn't even take that long. What are we? 5.3. Hang on. But anyway, while we're checking this, the point being, Alan Gardner was just having a mad one on commentary. He was just on, having on, a mad on one. Live
0: right. So, I, I don't, He. I guess he was the no Cricket shit. chit the award today.
1: Yes. I mean, it, uh, this, I can this, confirm. I can confirm. They never went back and changed it. Still felt humped into the boundary board. <laughs> humped into the boundary so either, I, either that's what he meant, or it's just, they've just done a lot, they've just done no, I don't know, no checking delay.
0: Or he's just stopped giving a shit. Just much like India did, pretty much halfway through. That I battle. mean, again,
1: it, yeah, you know, it was like the last game of the, the, the group stage. It was India-Netherlands also. It wasn't like a, some, some
0: marquee matchup. So he's just like, you know what? I'm going to say whatever the hell. Yeah, may, may, I mean, you may as well. It's the last, this the last uh, league game anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, so that's that. Our winner of the No Balls Cricket Award today is a special individual, really special individual. He has had a let's call it provocative time as chairman of the PCB. <laughs> um, and yesterday, while he was commentating on the uh, England uh, Pakistan game, Ben Stokes smacks one through mid on for four off Shaheen. And Ramiz Raja literally goes on and says, That was crispy. <laughs> oh. I, get, I get it's a crisp drive. But Crispy? <laughs> uh, oh, and just, sp- yeah. Speaking of Crispy, I met a dog named Crispy the other day, so I don't know which pot is worse. No, definitely Rami's either his commentary Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, he's had a few epic lines this tournament, but but Crispy was just magnificent. Wow. Unbelievable. Here's the here's the real question. Um Rami's Raja, the commentator,
1: or Rami's Raja, the cricket administrator? Which one's worse? Oh, hands
0: down the cricket administrator.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ramiz the, Raja. The, commentator, the commentator actually gives you some entertainment. The cricket administrator yeah, the,
0: entertainment. the cricket administrator does nothing. He just makes himself look like a twat. <laughs> um,
1: Pakistan cricket administrators, so that that's, in general is a lot of entertainment. Rameez Raja himself may not have been.
0: Pa- Pakistan cricket in general is just a lot of entertainment. Um, yeah, we don't know if, if Babar is
1: going to stay captain. We don't know if Mickey Arthur is going to stay coach. Uh, we don't even know who's going to be the PCB chairman in a couple of months. I don't know. Who knows?
0: Um, who knows? But speaking of I, Pakistan
1: cricket, before we before we sign off, I will say the one good thing that's turn, come out of this tournament Um the 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 show the pavilion is that's the one with the Makram on it as as a panel great great show you know I think I probably honestly I enjoy watching the clips from that more than I watch any other analysis from this World Cup um not counting like all these sort of amateur podcasts like ours um. The latest was a really nice interview one of their correspondents did with Saurav Ganguly. You know, you know, during this tournament, you know, with with one of the correspondents traveling in India, and it's just a nice four minute conversation. Ganguly talking about Pakistan cricket, uh, his, his, you know, his his love of touring Pakistan, what he thinks about Pakistani talent, etc. Got a shot in a Khan's hair being too white or whatever, but other than that, really really good interview. I I've been quite anti Ganguly for, for a while because of his time as as board president, but I think this sort of softened me up a little bit.
0: No, I, I love the pavilion. I think it's got the perfect mix of being Pakistani, but being a bit like Sky Sports. And that's honestly yeah. absolutely what we need compared to the dog shite we're fed by, by S.A.R. on in India. It's just less said about their TV coverage, the better. Um, <laughs> and on that and, and we don't get and we don't get rapping, so no we don't get Wasimakram rapping, definitely not. And on that very happy note, it is time to end. Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, say cheese, pray to every God known to mankind. Don't burst firecrackers, say Kudrat ke Nizam, and pray that India wins. Does that cover everything.
1: All that. I think, I think that was a very crispy sign-off from the episode.
0: Very crispy sign-off from the episode. <laughs> and uh, just remember to hump every ball into the boundary boards. Good night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good night and happy Diwali, people.
0: Happy Diwali, guys. It was Gamaska, the real master. Just like a wall, we couldn't knock at all. Not at all, you know the West Indies couldn't knock at all.